welcome to Eyes on Me this week. It is a very special week. It is the first week of March Madness, my favorite time of the year, and today is St. Patrick's Day as well. So I'm donning my green Boston Celtics t-shirt and enjoying some March Madness here in my classroom. Last week I put out a poll to see what story wanted to be heard next, and, and this time we got seven responses. The week before we got five, so we are moving up in the world. The choice that got the most responses this week was a an adventure that I took to King's Peak with my friends and almost resulted in me causing the death <laughs> of a girl that was up on the mountain with us. To give you guys a little background, if you've never been to King's Peak in Utah, it's the tallest mountain peak in Utah. The elevation at the peak of the mountain is 13,528 feet. It's beautiful hike. If you're if you make the hike, you definitely get to a point where you're above the tree line and just looking down over different parts of the state. Most people, when they hike King's Peak, I would say this is probably the most common way to do it. They drive up to the trailhead and they hike about seven, six miles in to a base camp where they then camp for a day or two by, right by a lake to kind of acclimate to the, to the elevation. You know, a day or two after they get to the base camp, they then hike the rest of the way up to to the peak. Now the peak from the base camp is probably another six or seven miles. And so when you're making that hike from the base camp up to the peak, you're looking at around 13 miles round trip. So it's, it's not it's no small thing and you're climbing a lot of elevation. The air is really thin up there, so it's tough to breathe. And when we chose to do this, my friends and I wanted to go up to Kings Peak and it just happened to align with the time in my life where I was in the worst shape I've ever been in. <laughs> and so when we went on this hike, I was I was struggling a lot, especially when we got up above the tree line. I, I had, We had brought like, these tablets that you put in your water, they're supposed to help you utilize oxygen better. Some, I don't know, nothing helped. And if you've ever done this hike, you know that the last like half mile of the hike up to the peak is just ginormous boulders that you're climbing over. And I, <laughs> I, it was such a miserable experience. I just, I couldn't climb over more than one or two boulders at a time without just stopping and gasping for air. And I was probably a good half hour behind everyone else in my group that made it up there. I have a friend actually, I'll give him a shout out. He he and his brother, his brother does this every year. My friend Brad joined him last year, but Brad Radel and Devin Radel, Devin every year does a run up to the peak and back down in one day. They do like a trail run. And I mean, it's like a marathon distance from the trailhead up to the peak and back, and then just thousands of feet of elevation. And so obviously a lot of it is kind of hiking or for places where you can't run, but in one day, and it is, that sounds absolutely awful. But so anyway, we make it up to this peak. And if you've ever been up there on the way back down, it's like a six or seven mile hike back down. And I was, I was upset. I was hot. I was just already done with the day and because the hike up to the peak was just awful for me because I was so out of shape. On the way up to the peak, there's this big chute with just lots of loose rocks that is really, really steep. So on the way up, you'd be crazy to hike up that chute. It would cut off about three miles of your hike, but it would just be so miserable and awful that it would, it would not be worth cutting off the three miles. And so on the way back down, a couple of my friends and I, Garrett, and I think Corey was with us, Corey Olson, 
I think I mentioned Corey in the last story. On the way back down, we were both, we were all kind of like, listen, we don't want to hike another three miles around. Let's just go down this chute. And it was, it's not super uncommon for people to go down this chute, but it is dangerous. It's not the safest thing in the world. Like I said, there's lots of loose rocks. It's really steep. And so on our way back down, we start kind of going down the chute and we get to a point where we can see the rest of the way down. We can see to the bottom of the chute. There's a group of people below us, probably, I don't know, close, probably close to a quarter mile down from us, almost at the bottom of the chute. And we don't want to start hiking down this chute because there are so many loose rocks. We don't want to hit these people down below. So we're just sitting at the top waiting for these people to to get off and to get to the bottom so that we can start heading down ourselves. So we're sitting at the top and they are just sitting there forever. And it looks like there's, it's a guy and two girls. And it looks like one of the girls is like kind of frozen with fright. She's just sitting there in the middle of the chute. It looks like the other two are trying to like talk her off to the side or talk her, continue to keep walking down. But she is just kind of scared because like I said, it's pretty steep. It's not the safest thing in the world. And we're just sitting there waiting. And I'm trying to be as still as I can because I don't want to knock any rocks loose, but my legs, I was in a position where my legs were just burning. I, it wasn't a very comfortable position. So I, I moved my legs a little bit and I knock maybe like a baseball sized rock loose on accident. Of course, that one rock that I knock loose starts to roll and starts to gather momentum and starts to knock other rocks loose until eventually there are multiple, probably like watermelon sized rocks tumbling down and heading straight for these people. I, I'm just sitting there before it got to the point where we knew that it was heading for them. I'm, I'm just sitting there praying that it's going to slow down, like stop before it gets to them or, you know, go off to the side. When we finally realize that it's heading straight forward, we're screaming, yelling as loud as we can, like, look out, look up, look up, look out. And all of a sudden we start to hear the screaming. You know, the girls are screaming because they're these boulders heading straight for them. I'm literally terrified that it's going to hit one of them and that I'm going to be the reason that one of them died. What happens next, I'm not exaggerating. The guy that was with the girls, one of the girls is like, he like jumps in front of both of the girls, the one that was scared and the one that was standing there. He starts beating away. Luckily, the rocks weren't so big, but he starts like beating away the rocks with his gorilla hands, literally jumping in front of rocks that are careening down towards them to save these girls. It was the most, it was the most heroic thing I've ever seen. It was incredible. Finally, the, the rocks stop rolling and I am just, the, the feeling inside my gut as I was watching this happen, I was, I was terrified that one of them was going to die. After that happens, I think that was enough for this girl to be like, I need to get out of this place right now. So they move off to the side of the chute. They still don't move down, but they're just off to the side at least. And so we start moving down and it was so awkward passing them, knowing that I had just almost killed them. I, I don't even think I looked over at them because I didn't want to. I, I may have I, I may have looked over and yelled, I'm so sorry. But it was, if that girl didn't marry that guy after that, I don't know what she's looking for in life. He was, he would have, <laughs> he literally jumped in front of rocks to save her life. Anyway, we have a video from that trip as well. I can link that video in the podcast description. If you want to uh, have a say in what we listen to next week, click on the poll for what story you want to hear and we'll talk to you guys next week.